This is the journey of an entrepreneur who became an intrapreneur at Salesforce. After he learned the ropes of business, he struck back out on his own again and co-founded a new company that he took from zero to IPO and beyond. I'm a builder. I like building things. I like starting companies. I like putting together teams. I like selling things. I like that, that motion. I'm Chad Grills, founder and CEO of Mission.org, your number one source for accelerated learning. Building a successful, profitable, and growing business is not easy. Trust me, I know. And one of the key things that has helped me through the ups and downs is learning from the best entrepreneurs in the world. Welcome to The Journey. Frederick first got started as a kid. First, it was a childhood recycling business, and then it was a tennis restringing business. Now, he's the co-founder and COO of Okta, one of the most successful cloud service companies in Silicon Valley. But the journey to get there wasn't easy for him. Finding the right market, building a solid team, and learning how to listen to the customer are just some of the struggles he faced. Those are the same struggles that every business owner will have to face again, again, and again. But before all that, he was just a kid with big dreams. I think I'd started like three businesses that hadn't gone that well. I started like a uh, soda can recycling business when I was eight years old, going around the neighborhood, getting everyone soda cans, then splitting the five cents with them. That business didn't go terribly well. I started a, uh, a, a tennis racket restringing business in high school. So I got like a machine and started restringing tennis rackets. I was playing a lot of tennis in France. That didn't go terribly well. And then uh, I helped those guys start and build that high-tech consulting firm in South America in 2000 and 2002. That was going really well right until Argentina had a revolution and like froze half our assets, which was a problem. Yikes. After that, Frederick decided to jump into the corporate world and join a fast-growing startup called Salesforce.com. I basically had five jobs over five years. Well, I mean, the company went from a couple hundred people to 3,000 people, mm-hmm. went from private to public. We went from you know $50 million in revenue to like three quarters of a billion. I mean, a lot of things happen in five years. It also means that for those who are doing a lot of things, there's a lot of opportunities. So it depends on kind of like what your lens is on it. It could be like very terrifying or it could be awesome. For me, it was awesome, you know, and I was in my mid-20s, so that was great. I also uh, developed a, a lot of mentors there, people who just seen it ahead of time. And when things are going so fast, you know, you see a lot of people who have to develop quickly. They got to develop processes, people, systems quickly. Mm. And, you know, you make mistakes, but that kind of growth is, it's very exciting when you're in it. Working inside a company that's experiencing hypergrowth is exhilarating. But one of the only ways to achieve hypergrowth is incredible focus. And sometimes in that focus, the ideas that entrepreneurs have can't be implemented inside that company. You have to know when the right time is to step out on your own. Often the best time is when your skills and passion align with a macro trend that's growing in the global economy. Like a surfer, you can wait for the wave and ride it. You know, I'd had a bunch of very good jobs over the years and then I felt like there was an opportunity that was going to come around a next shift in enterprise software. And I wanted to take advantage of it. And I wanted to be on the forefront of that, which is why I ultimately I left. I went back to business school. And while I was in business school, I worked in venture capital because I wanted to see what happened on the other side of the fence. So that, you know, it's like, oh, the you know, what's going on behind the curtain? It's just so you have an idea. If you're going to be building a company, you're going to take on venture capital. You want to go back in there and see how that works. You want to have some idea of what's going on. 
When we come back, Frederick talks about what he learned by going back to business school and how he applied that knowledge when founding Okta. The journey is sponsored by our friends at Salesforce Essentials. We use Salesforce Essentials every day, and it's part of our own business journey. Essentials combines sales and service tools in a single app to help small businesses win customers and keep them happy. See how Salesforce Essentials can help you be your best business at salesforce.com slash the journey. Frederick knew that his early attempts at business weren't going to define his next big leap. Now, he was armed with more education, and he was ready to create something bigger. A mutual friend introduced him to Todd McKinnon, who became his co-founder, and together they founded Okta back in 2009. The two of them thought they were ready, and they were, but no matter how ready you think you are and how much education you have, there are some lessons that can only be learned through direct experience. One thing that I saw that happens a lot in venture capital is entrepreneurs are very eager and and rightfully so. I understand they're excited there, but you got to remember as an entrepreneur to underpromise and overdeliver. It's always going to work out better for you. Like don't put up that giant number that you think you might be able to possibly attain if the stars align, because if one of the stars doesn't align and you miss it, you'll be in trouble. So like pick, and by the way, the other tip is everything takes twice as long, costs twice as much. Okay, so if you think it costs a million bucks, takes six months, guess what? It's gonna cost you two million, takes 12 months, every time. But we did not follow the lesson that I just talked about of under-promising and over-delivering because I learned that lesson as a result of those things. So um, <laughs> in 2010, 2011, we just started missing our sales goals. We went through some tough times. You know, the projections were up and to the right and the actual traction was like flatline. 2011 was a super brutal year. We ended up raising a series B by the skin of our teeth. And it was not a happy year for me. I got thrown out of two board meetings in a row just because we couldn't agree on like the strategy and like they wanted us to pivot to more enterprise software sales as opposed to SMB software sales where we were comfortable. Turned out they were right, but I didn't know any better. And when this is all you've been doing for 24 months, day in, day out, you know, seven days a week, you're like, hell no. And then in early 2012, things turned around. We hired our first formal head of engineering because Todd was the head of engineering up till then too. And our first formal vice president of sales or senior vice president of sales. We had a vice president of sales, but like a real chief revenue officer is what they call him today, but they didn't really have that nomenclature back then. And that really turned the company around. The lessons that Frederick was learning were timeless. It'll take twice as long and cost twice as much as you think. And if you're going to go big, you're going to need to recruit serious executives with deep domain experience. Now, it was time for Frederick and Todd to blend those lessons with three principles from the best venture capitalists of all time. Early stage technology venture capitalists invest in three things in this order, market, team, and product. If you don't have a big market or you don't have an awesome team, you're not gonna get that last piece right. And actually that's what happened to us at Okta. We had a giant market that was just starting and we did not have product market fit. You can't sit in an ivory tower, especially if you're building things for the enterprise. You cannot sit in an ivory tower and just like create a bunch of stuff and then be like, here it is, voila, like that doesn't work. So we followed that principle and basically went out and I had a pipeline of, or actually I had a quota of like 15 or 18 net new directors of IT, VPs of IT, CIOs, like very rarely CIOs that I could get to. Mm -hmm. So it was basically managers of IT, directors of IT where we would talk to them, show them what we had, ask them if it was valuable, ask them if they would pay for it, and just like start the cycle going. As a business builder, you'll have to get out in the field and talk to your prospects and customers. 
That's the strategy that Frederick bet on, and for Okta, it began to pay off. The company would begin growing rapidly, and in 2017, Okta IPO'd at a $1.5 billion valuation. Their team had come a long way, and Frederick had come a long way too. His first entrepreneurial attempts had been a childhood recycling business and tennis restringing company. They failed, but Okta succeeded. Now, more than 5,000 organizations use Okta, and the company employs thousands of people in offices around the globe. But the journey of an entrepreneur isn't just about getting and building. It's also about giving back. I've tried to give back more to a lot of the entrepreneurs behind us. I got a lot of help from the entrepreneurs ahead of me who helped me and gave me advice and guidance. And I want to do the same thing, you know, and kind of pay it forward. And I heard a lot of people saying, hey, man, it's super hard and it feels like I'm the only one. And I say, well, why is that? And they say, well, you know, you go to any of these events and you talk to other entrepreneur founders and everyone's crushing it. How are you doing? Oh, I'm crushing it. Everyone's crushing it all the time, except you. And then you go back to your office by yourself. And you're like, oh man, everyone's crushing except me. It could be a very lonely place. I remember it was lonely for me. And that's part of entrepreneurship. The writer and futurist Alvin Toffler once said, the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. The lessons in Frederick's journey are critical for every business builder. You have to get started as young as you can. Today is the earliest day that you have to start. You might have to take risks and start businesses abroad before you realize how valuable the business climate is here in the U.S. If you do decide to join another company along the way, make sure it's one that's growing fast. And when you do decide to start a new business, find a co-founder who complements your skills. Also, there's a lot to learn from the venture capital community. You can learn from them without taking money. When you're building, remember to get out of the office and meet your customers in person. That perspective is invaluable. And along the way, don't forget to give back whenever you can. And remember that if you feel lonely or like you're not crushing it all the time, don't worry. We all feel that from time to time. And finally, success in business is about learning, unlearning, and relearning. As a business builder, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to do the hard work to learn, unlearn, and relearn? If you are, then it's possible to build a very successful small business. And who knows, maybe you'll go all the way to IPO and beyond. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce Essentials for sponsoring the journey. Our team at The Mission uses Salesforce Essentials every day. Salesforce makes the leading CRM and they created Salesforce Essentials especially for small businesses. It combines sales and service tools in a single app to help you win customers and build your business. It's affordable, it's made for small businesses just like yours, and it includes in-app tutorials so you never get lost. Try it for free today. Visit salesforce.com slash the journey to start your free trial or click the link in our show notes. We love Salesforce Essentials and you will too.